Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. How are you all doing tonight? We good. Hey, I am so excited to, to bring the word tonight. Um, I, um, see it as a true honor. I uh, don't take it for granted absolutely at all. Um, yeah, I want to publicly thank mum and dad. Um, for asking me to speak. Um, yes, I am their son, but it doesn't mean that they need to ask me at any point to speak. Um, so I, yeah, I humbly just honour and respect that very much. Um, I want to thank you all for taking the time to be here tonight. I understand that you all have time, you all have, you know, things that you guys do, um, and I, I um, yeah, I respect that um, greatly. Cool, nice and cool in here, isn't it? Uh, that's okay. Beautiful. All right. For those that are writing notes, um, I have many titles. You could call it Surrender. You could call it Blameless. You could call it A, a Life of Holiness. Um, I personally, one of my favorite songs is Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. You could call it that if you like. Um, however, in, if, if you are writing notes, that's great. But I'm, I'm bigger than writing notes, I really want you to just catch my heart in this. Uh, writing notes is one thing, but something personally I've, I've been growing into is that I personally, I, I like to sit into what's being spoken, and I really want my heart to, to receive it in. So, um, Look, the Christian life, it's impossible to live it without him. It's, it's completely, completely impossible. Sometimes we really do. We try to live it without him. We try to do it in our own strength. We, we try to create our own theology of who God is. We try to create our, our own mindset of, hey, this is what God thinks about this situation without actually coming to um, the word of God and, and what it says. You're a son. You're a daughter. You're completely loved. And something that my heart cry is from, from the bottom of my heart, that if there's one thing that you get out of anything that I say tonight, is that you feel from the bottom of your heart completely loved and overwhelmed by what Jesus has done for you and how much the Father loves you. Because He radically loves you. He doesn't look at your past. He doesn't look at your shame. When you bring it to Him, He's put it in the sea of forgetfulness. He's put it behind Him. But see, the, the powerful thing of that all is that we actually have to surrender ourselves to Him. We have to rid ourselves of our lives. We have to put ourselves aside in order for Him to, make, to, to, be, to be the forefront of, of our life. You're a son, you're a daughter, you're completely and utterly loved. Yeah, He doesn't want you living in shame. There's, I, was, I was just worshipping last night and um, I was listening to, to a song and some of the lyrics I wrote down was Not for a minute you were forsaken, the Lord is in this place Dry bones will be awakened, the Lord is in this place 
Not for a minute were you forsaken. Dry bones will be awakened. Because all I want is all you are. Because all I want is all you are. I want more of you, Jesus. I want more of you, Jesus. We want more of you, Jesus. I need more of you, Jesus. I need more of you, Jesus. Because all I want is all you are. All I want is all you are. And that's the Christian life. See, the, the life ought to be lived as, as Christ-like ones, is to be completely set apart, is to not taste or look like the world, is to not smell like the world, is not to be around the world, but is to be completely set apart. It doesn't mean that we don't socialize with those that aren't of the world. It means that we stand out, that we're in and amongst them, but we're loving on them. Now, if you're new today, Firstly, I want to say welcome, and if you're not sure who Jesus is, I just wanted to show a little bit about him. Now, see, even for those that do believe, I think it is fundamental that we believe from that we see from the bottom of our heart who Jesus is and what he did. And see, Jesus was a man who was fully man and fully God. He came on this earth. He lived a perfect and blameless life, completely and utterly just for you just for your heart, for your salvation, for your love. He would do it all again, completely and utterly for you. See, he had to live a perfect life in order for us to have eternity in life. See, he, he, he walked this earth. He, he had the same temptations that we all do, yet he still chose to follow what the Father had for him. He was put up on a cross, unjustly crucified, put to death for simply being the Son of God. And when he died on that cross and when he rose again, he started a new covenant with us. And that's, that's new life. That's us not living in shame. That's us not living in condemnation. And it honestly breaks my heart when I have so many conversations with so many different people, when I come across so many different, when I talk with so many different people, that they're, they're broken. Even when I'm on the train, like I catch public transport, I love it. And, and, I, and I see, I actually remember it was Friday night, and I was coming home from work, um, and I was on the train, and there was just, man, it's busier at 12 a.m. than it was 10 a.m. That, that morning. And it was crazy just the, what's coming out of people's mouths. What, you know, the, and it's not like to condemn them, but it's to go, well, like my heart breaks. And it breaks for each and every single one of you that feel, feel that way. And I feel God's really, he's wanting to bring you into a place of righteousness. He's wanting to bring you into a place of holiness. He's wanting to bring you in a place of identity that your eyes will be open to see how the Father sees you. And it's so sad, but there's so many people, even here tonight, that say they believe in Jesus and do, and I'm not discrediting that at all, but still feel this shame, still feel, hey, I've done this wrong, still feel this guilt, this sorrow. And the thing is, it's, he's forgotten all that. And it is nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that has redeemed you. And for those that are believers, new or old or and not even a believer, that's okay. 
the one thing I want you to hear is that Jesus absolutely loves you. He cares for you. And that he died on that cross just for you. Radically. Absolutely loves you. And I really feel after tonight, there's going to be time that we're going to, we're going to pray. We're going to see healings take place. We're going to see people who are going to be prophesied over. We're going to see an impartation take place. There's going to be a new walk of holiness to start from tonight onwards. To the extreme. That's exactly right. And that's the gospel, is that he absolutely loves you. And that his love has overcome everything and anything of what you've, you've, you've gone past. John 16, 5 to 11. But now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage, this is Jesus speaking, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father. And you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I'm going to read it one more time. John 16, 5 to 11. But now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will no longer see me. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is now being judged. Love, conviction, and holiness. There's a perfect love, and that's Jesus. Jesus loves you. Jesus lived a perfect life, blameless, holy, and worthy just for you. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. Yeah. See, we don't deserve it. It's a complete radical gift of God. Yet he gracefully gave this to us. That for me blows my heart. And I, I constantly have to remind myself daily and daily of this. See, Jesus died on the cross for you. He absolutely loves you. After love comes conviction. In pursuing relationship with a man that was God, that conquered death itself, you can walk boldly into the throne of grace in time of need. See, if you listen to your conviction, you'll never reach condemnation. You get that? If you listen to the Holy Spirit convicting your heart, you'll never reach condemnation. Yet we have so much interactions with other Christians, other believers that are feeling condemned and beat down and busted up, wanting to blame God for different reasons. Yet if we listen to our conviction, if we listen to what the Holy Spirit convicted us of, we'll never reach that condemnation. But it is, 
It is that condemnation that brings guilt, that brings shame. It is that, it's that condemnation that actually brings demon, demonic things, self-harm. In fact, actually in worship, I have a word for someone here. I don't know who it is, and I'm not asking for you to raise your hand right now, but I know there's someone here tonight that someone's really not feeling great about themselves tonight. Whether it's suicidal thoughts, whether it's self-harm, whether it's just self-doubt. See, Jesus absolutely loves you, and he didn't create you for you to feel, your, to, to feel, like, that, to feel like that. See, in relationship with Jesus... Your constant communion with Him. And in relationship with Jesus, you hear everything that He's saying to you. A lot of people ask, hey, I want a prophetic word. I want someone to speak something over me. I want someone to prophesy a word over me. I want this person to say something. You know that this Bible is full of promises and prophecies? You know this Bible holds so much truth, yet we choose to wait for another man or another woman to speak life over your life, or we wait for healing to take place, when the Word of God says you have been healed, the Word of God says you've been redeemed, yet we choose to constantly live in condemnation, and that's not what God has for your life. That is not what God has for your life. If you listen to your conviction, you'll never reach condemnation. But in order for you to even hear the conviction of God, you must give your life surrendered to him that's number one is to love God with all your heart is to surrender your life to who Jesus is over your life number two comes conviction that you'll have a conviction of righteousness a conviction of what's right and what's wrong see the Holy Spirit comes to convict the Holy Spirit is such an important it's everything God is everything and we, like I said, we can't do this Christian life without Him. Yet we choose to. So every day of our life, we come in on a Sunday go, cool, I'm going to feel, feel, feel. I'm going to eat, eat, eat. And then during the week, we look and taste like the world. I'm sorry if this sounds hard or tough, but it's the gospel. It's the truth. It's in the Word of God. And it's black and white in the Word of God. Yet we choose to pick and choose what we want to hear from the Bible. We want to say, hey, my lifestyle doesn't fit into this word, so I'm going to live my lifestyle and pick and choose what I want from this. But that's not what the Christian life is. See, in a relationship with Him, in our utter love for who Jesus is over, our, over us and what He has for us, you can't but help to want to hear what He has for you. You can't help but to want to know the plan He has for you. It's crazy, it's crazy. One of my other points, well, not so points, but just thing I want to share is be, be mindful of, of, of uh, searing your conviction, of searing your conscience. See, the more you say no to what the conviction of God's over your life, the more blunt your ears will be to it because you're turning off your ears and eyes to what God is saying for you. If God's saying to you, maybe you should stop at that glass there. Or maybe you shouldn't look that second time whilst that lady or guy walks past. If he's saying to you to turn off your internet at 10 o'clock at night, 
This is what the Word of God says. And He's bringing us into a place of holiness, of righteousness, because He wants relationship with us. You can't serve two masters. You can't love money and God. Take that one step further. You can't love the world and God. You either love God or you love the world. And He loves you and all He wants is a relationship with you. And a lot of the time we go, this is hard. It's hard because you're trying to do it. Surrender yourself. Put yourself at His feet. Say, God, I need you. God, I need you in every sphere of my life. I need you in every sphere of my life. Let me challenge you this, if you haven't already felt challenged. If you go to work and your colleagues see you as just like another employee, they don't see anything different about you, then is there anything different about you than to those that stand by you? To live in relationship with Jesus is the Holy Spirit living inside of you. If the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, that's the light in Him that will be shining. I love it. I don't say this in arrogance. I love it because it's an opportunity. It's a door for me to share the love of Jesus. When I have employees of mine or my bosses or colleagues, I've even had this on the train just sitting next to someone and they, I haven't even spoken to them. When people come up and go, you have a really good aura about you. Is that right? Let me tell you about this aura. And his name is Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. I know Jesus, but there's just something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's special? Is that it's Jesus inside of me. Come on. It's Jesus living inside of me that sets me apart from the world. But I can't afford to live this life and have my work colleagues or friends or even family or whoever it may be make crude jokes and me laugh at it. To, to mock someone else and me laugh at it. To have a small lie and go, that's enough, that's okay. It's just a small thing to get my way about something. That's not right. The gospel's black and white. The gospel's black and white. We try to pick and choose what we want out of it. Jesus says to forgive, yet we hold offense. We go, God, why, why is this person this and this, this? And I don't know, I don't know about this. And you're just always bitter. Let it go. Drop it. We hold offense to things. We want to hold offense. You know why? Because it makes us feel good. It's always me, 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 I, I, I. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about I. It's about him. It's about what He has done for you. That means you do not look and taste like the world. Yet we choose to feel bitter. We choose to feel sour. We want to feel just, you know why? Because it makes me feel good. Like, yeah, that person did this and I can't believe they would do that. Gossip, get rid of it. Get rid of it. That's right. And you know what? Yes, you would be arrogant and I... Uh, to, to say that you don't come across this because I do but see the life of conviction is to listen to your conviction and as you continue to listen to your conviction you won't reach that condemnation as you, can, can, as you continually listen to your conviction of what the Holy Spirit says with you in relationship and communion with the Holy Spirit over your life 
It won't be a thought process to go, I should or I shouldn't do this. If I see people around me and they're talking about, like at work, my employees, I had a... Excuse me. Um, my employees or my team or, or whatever it is, group of people, like, oh, I'm about to do this on the weekend or this guy this or this girl this. Like, they say these things to me and people will say these things to you in order to get approval, to always get that little smile or to get that laugh. I refuse to be a part of something of any sort. See, the gospel is black and white. It's Jesus loves all mankind, and it is not to ridicule man. It is not to hold offense unto someone. And if there's, and I know there's people here tonight that hold offense to people, and right now there's unforgiveness in the room. And if there's unforgiveness in the room, how can you expect your Lord Jesus to forgive you on Judgment Day? Man, it's true. We think it's one way. Repent to the person in front of you and go before God and get on your knees and, and thank Him for what He's done for your life. Sometimes we don't want to hear these things. Sometimes we don't. We're like, oh, geez, man, Josiah, what is he on about right now? Man, if you're not feeling convicted right now, then you need to give your life to Jesus. If you're feeling convicted right now, that's awesome. We're going to respond later. Because tonight, people are going to be marked. There's going to be a new possession that's going to take place. And I don't want to see my family. I don't want to see myself. And I say this, and please, I encourage you to say to your family and those close to you. I say to Sophie, I say, hey, babe, if I'm stuffing up here, you better be telling me. I mean that. Not only is it great to be convicted by the Holy Spirit, and we, we often hear... Oh, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. Hand on heart, I'd much rather Sophie judge me and tell me what I'm doing right and what's wrong if it's in alignment with God's word than wait to be on judgment day and hear from God himself say, hey, you shouldn't have done that or you should have done this. Welcome rebuke. See, see it in alignment with what God says of you over your life. Yeah, bring it. It's humbling. It's humbling for me. When Sophie's like, oh, maybe you should calm down a little bit, I'm like, oh, yeah, true, maybe I should. Sometimes I'm fiery. I'm so quick to get something done, but it's like, okay. No, what you're speaking is truth, and I have to receive that. But we think our way is the right way, our way or the highway. It's Jesus' way or hell. Choose. But he loves you. He doesn't want you going there. He doesn't want you living this life of adultery. He doesn't want you living, he doesn't want you prostituting intimacy. See, prostitution is when you go somewhere to get something. He doesn't want you to go to the secret place in order to walk in the gifts. He doesn't want you to go to the secret place so you can come up here and speak. He doesn't want you to, to speak as if you, you're not. Let's not prostitute intimacy. But so often we call ourselves Christians and in our quiet space and in our quiet times, there's no, there's no quiet times. It's not against video games. I love, love them. It's, it's playing the video games. It's watching that Netflix. It's a distraction of time. Yet we turn around and when maybe that leader or that someone or that friend says to you and goes... Hey, how's your reading going? Oh, I've just been a bit busy, you know, Sydney work. Oh, okay, cool. 
How about that Friday night you had, you know, drinks with your mates? Yeah, it's cool to socialize. But what, is that time edifying the spirit? If you truly believe as Christ-like ones that you will go be with the Father after this, how much more would you love to live like heaven on this earth right now? See, I'm not necessarily talking about your salvation. I'm not contesting that. I understand that the Bible says that, you know, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. But why shall we be saved and taste and be like the world? See, God actually, Jesus says, he'd rather you be cold than lukewarm. You know what lukewarm is? Lukewarm is coming in on a Sunday, praising Jesus and living like hell on this earth, Monday to Saturday. Living for the Lord is every single day of your life. It is speaking life over your wife. It is speaking life over your children. It is speaking life over your friends and family. This is the word of God. It's good. And see, he loves you. Yes, this is truth. But see, this truth may feel hard, but if you understood what Jesus did for you, and the possibility, the life that can be lived through relationship with him. Yeah. Crazy. The Holy Spirit is here to convict. If the spirit of adoption doesn't overtake you, then the spirit of the world will. If the spirit of being adopted into the body of Christ doesn't overtake you, then the spirit of the world will. I'm going to read a story. If I can have Herman come up, please. Jeez. All right. In Armenia, around 320 AD, just listen closely. There was a company of 40 Roman soldiers known as the Thundering Legion. When the governor discovered they were Christians, he was very angry and threatened to have killed them. But the governor was also anxious to spare spare them because these soldiers were amongst the bravest in the army. He promised them money and honors if they would only consent to worship the gods which the emperor worshipped. One responded, you offer us money that remains behind and glory that fades away. They told him that they would rather die than renounce their faith. They'd rather die than renounce their faith. This answer further enraged enraged the governor, so he ordered them to die a slow and painful death. He commanded them to be stripped of their clothes and placed on the ice of a frozen lake until they froze to death. This is a true story. At the same time, he gave orders that a large tank of warm water should be placed at the side of the ice so that if any of them should wish to renounce Jesus Christ and save his life, he might be taken off the lake and put into the warm water. When these good soldiers were put on upon the ice, they encouraged each other to not be afraid of dying. One night of suffering, they said, and then an eternity of happiness in heaven. They prayed that their number would remain at 40 and they could preserve to the end all 40 soldiers. I heard a song about these soldiers some 20 years ago by Tom Green. In the song's chorus, they encouraged each other 
by singing 40 soldiers for Jesus, 40 brave soldiers for Christ, a hymn. They endured this torture for many hours and then the cold finally became too much for one of them. He asked for one of the soldiers guarding them to carry him to safety and into the warm bath. No sooner had he been put into the bath than he died. The shivering soldiers became discouraged and saddened. There were now 39 men instead of 40. And then one of the general soldiers, without being told, took off his garments, took off his clothes, so compelled by the still 39 men that would die for Christ. He gave it all, walked upon that ice and started singing 40 martyrs for Christ. And there he sank and the next morning on the frozen lake, there was four, there there was 40 bodies of which one chose to give it up and to say it's enough the persecution's too much the pain's too much the life of holiness is too much but see the 39 men inspired life eternity in life that the commanding soldier would take his own life for what Christ did because he did not want to be a part of worshipping other gods first comes the power of love of your life then comes the conviction of righteousness and with the conviction of righteousness comes a life of holiness how far will you go for him You can't love the world and love God. You can't love the world and love God. Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. You have not been brought into this world to live a life of sin, of condemnation, of hurt, of pain, but to live this life holy and blameless. See, it is in intimacy that your life is changed. You cannot expect your life to have to be transformed by you coming here on a Sunday and receiving an amazing word which does get spoken Sunday in, Sunday out. It is in your quiet place. It is in you treating your wife like Christ loved the church. It is in you submitting to your husband. It is in you coming to Jesus like children. 
in your quiet place when no one's looking, that's where change gets. That's where change starts. And if you're seeing people around you going, oh, they're doing this and they're doing that. Why is nothing happening with me? Where are you at in your quiet place? He loves you. He's not mad at you. Some people right now, even right now, tonight feel, oh, God's probably mad at me. I feel ashamed. Stop it. He loves you. He cares for you. I'm going to read some more scripture. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded. This is 1 Peter 1, 13 and 16. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Let's run this race. Can you look in the mirror and see Christ in you? Because you should. Humbly, you should. Romans 6, 1-2. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in, uh, continue in sin that grace may abound? Are we meant to keep sinning? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? How can we who died to sin? We died to it. We've been put off. How can we still live in it? God says, I am a new creation. I'm the son of the living God that God calls me son and by name knows the number of hairs on my head. It is important that we never revisit our path, our past, unless it's the edifying of the spirit. Sometimes we in conversation or we, we think it's a testimony or sometimes we think at the workplace it's fine. Oh yeah, I used to do that, but I don't do it anymore. That's, that's not right. That's in the past. God's forgotten it. Why are you remembering it? The only time you were ought to speak about who you were is when it's the edifying of the Spirit. I'll be the first to say that maybe that one time I had probably that glass too much. Or maybe that time I looked twice when I probably shouldn't have. Maybe I snapped too quickly. But we forget that that's our past. That is your past. You are not your past. Jesus loves you. He has a plan for you. And He actually has a future for you. And there is places that you are going. But you cannot walk in the fulfillment of what God has for you if you're not reading His Word. Because it's in His Word that He has prophesied over you life. Romans 3-6 to Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in the resurrection like this. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin may be brought so nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. You are not good to be enslaved to your sin. I have one more question for you. I ask you, would you die for him? But would you live a life for him? It's one thing to make a decision in an instant moment. Yes, I'm going to die. But will you live your whole life for him? 
your whole life behind closed doors. See, Jesus, He sees what your eyes see. He sees what's on your computer screen. He still chooses to love you. He's not mad at you. He chooses to see that text, that little gossiping text, oh, that person this, or my sister this. He still loves you. But His love should convict us in a place of holiness that sets us apart and, and, and actually stops us from, from, from living like hell on this earth. Let's raise the bar. Let's change what the new normal is. I think for some of, us, some of us right now, normal is you can just say you're saved and live, live like hell on this earth. But God's actually called you to live a life in relationship with Him. Jesus absolutely loves you. He's forgiven you. been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.